بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وآله وسلم تسليما كثيرا Welcome brothers and sisters to another episode from our special series Another Perspective Today our guest is Sayyid Maher Qasim uh, He studied Irfan and ethics and many other religious topics and also grew up in Canada where he interacted with our lifestyle He can relate to our day-to-day struggles and I strongly believe that being able to relate is an essential part of delivering a meaningful message. Welcome Habibi brother. Thank you uh, Mr. Al-Qaisi, I'm glad to be on the show with you. Our topic today is an important topic which is uh, spirituality, however most of us know that it's a missing piece from our lives. Spirituality is a wide range topic that many of us are confused about. So how does Islam uh, define it? Well, to begin with, spirituality is is a subdivision of the word spirit. And it's in direct correlation in relation to the word spirit. And as the Quran states, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, So the, what he's, it's a direct quote in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and they ask you about the spirit, say it is from the matters of my Lord, or it is from the knowledge of my Lord. There's several interpretations to that word. But what we can benefit from that ayah is that the spirit, since it is something from the matters of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, therefore spirituality is also a matter which is related to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Islam in one way or another defines spirituality as the closeness of the person to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and one's awareness of the universe around them through the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and in the reflection of, of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In, in a more detailed manner, through the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, meaning that through his Quran, through the, 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 the narrations of his Prophet Muhammad sallallahu which is a, is a direct view of the world through Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's eyes. Because as we all know, the Quran is the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's not a, a message per se, it's a verbatim word. When he says to Prophet Muhammad, قُلْ Prophet Muhammad does not say Ya ibadi alladhina asrafu anafusim He says Qul li ibadi alladhina asrafu anafusim It's a verbatim word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And in the reflection of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Meaning in the in the tajalliyat uh, The actual reflection of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Because as we know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala La tudrikul absar What we can see is reflections Tajalliyat mirror images or mirror reflections of him. We can never actually see him. And um, through that, we can understand Allah SWT. It's also a very, it's a deep feeling of humility and humbleness. You feel it in your heart. And uh, finally, it's a complete submission before the greatness of Allah SWT. That's what spirituality is. And uh, Allah SWT mentions in the Quran, He says, وَإِذَا قُرِئَ الْقُرْآنَ وَجِلَتْ قُلُوبُهُمْ You feel a humbleness, you feel humility. Why? Because we're, we're getting a look at Uh, we're hearing the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as spoken by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that feeling that we feel is in the center of our being, which is our heart, which contains our soul. And that's the general definition of, of spirituality. Well, that leads us to the second question, which is, what are the different definitions of spirituality according to the different sects in Islam? That's a good question. In reality, there are three three different uh, definitions of spirituality according to the three different schools of thoughts 
when it comes to spirituality. If we divide Islam into uh, a fiqh or jurisprudence school of thoughts, we have two. We have the Shia school of thought and the Sunni school of thought. But when it comes to spirituality, we actually have three. And that's a very important note. In the Shia school of thought, we have people who are called the Urafa, or the ones who know. And they're mentioned in the, in the uh, du'as of Ahl al-Bayt as al-'arifin. And uh, if you read Dua Kumail or Munajat Shabaniya or any of those of those uh, supplications by Ahl al-Bayt when he mentions uh, al-'arifin, he's actually speaking of those of those people who have the very special spiritual connection to him. And through that spiritual connection, they have a very deep knowledge of the characteristics of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And in most cases, they've also had personal mushahadat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And a personal mushahada is something that an individual witnesses on their own to act as a personal proof or literal sighting of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But again, since we can't actually see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with our eyes, according to the ayah, la tudrikul absar, it is usually a reflection of his majesty seen with the eyes or something witnessed with the heart. So for example, when we, when we look at sifatul raziq, sifatul raziq, you can't actually see a raziq, but you can see athar al-rizq. You can see its impact, yeah, its yeah. impact on, on, on our day-to-day lives and on the lives of others. So that's a reflection or a tajalli. Mm-hmm. Or it's something we witness with our hearts, a truth, an, an ultimate or an absolute truth that maybe other people don't witness it because, witness it because as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in the hadith, الطرق إلى الله على عدد أنفاس الخلائق The paths to Allah are as numerous as the, the, breaths, the breaths of all, of all creation. So he shows you a very, uh, a very special point of view, which might be very, uh, very specific to you only. That's a personal mushahada, and you see it with your heart. As for the Sunni Before school, we discuss the yes, second yes, definition. Does that depend on the purity of your heart, or do the tajalliyat come to everyone? To be honest, everybody uh, has the ability to have a tajalli of some sort. But as it's mentioned in the hadith, nasu awayatun. And then in the ayah Quran he says فَسَالَتْ أَوْدِيَةً بِقَدَرِهَا So in reality, in reality if everybody's a wi'a or if everybody's a, uh, a bowl to be filled uh, in reality that means that the different size of the bowls uh, according to the, the different uh, acceptability and susceptibility of the, of the person's heart will be able to contain different sizes and types of tajalliyat. Right. So somebody who has, who has a purer heart will definitely get a more a direct and clear tajalli or mushahada, whereas opposed to somebody who has uh, not such a, such a clear or pure heart. They may, through the grace of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, have some sort of a tajalli, even if it's not a, a, a direct uh, a, a direct mushahada. It may be more of a tajalli because that's a tajalli is something that he gives to al awam, and the mushahada is something he gives to al khawas. Mm-hmm. And you can't be from al khawas unless you are min ashab al taqwa. Inna akramukum and Allahi atqaqum. The best of you in the eyes of Allah, the most the most sincere and specific of you in the eyes of Allah are the most pious. Right. So if you want a mushahada, which is something for uh, that's reserved for his, uh, for his khawas, your heart has you to be uh, sincerely pure. Yeah, you got to work on it. Exactly. And I've heard uh, uh, an example before regarding this, the awiyah. 
actually. Yes. And it's really beautiful mm -hmm. because it said that the source is not the problem, yes. it's the receiver. Exactly, 100%, yeah. The, the, the bigger your wea is, or the, rather the more susceptible you are yeah. to, the, to the mercies and to the light of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the more you will benefit from that light and the more you will see with it. That's right. Because it's it's a one it's a one known fact that uh, that Al Quran hamalu awjuh, and it has several uh, uh, deep meanings. Kaza uh, That's right. So what one per, what one person reads at face value, a more knowledgeable scholar who has more more knowledge will see a little bit differently because he sees the the actual meaning behind it, and a person who has even more knowledge will see even deeper. And that's that's kind of how it is with spirituality as well. Yeah. Now, uh, in the second definition of uh, of spirituality, according to the second yeah. uh, school of thought, in the Sunni school of thought, they have something called Sufism, which is the modely, uh, most widely accepted sort of spirituality according to the Sunni school of thought. Uh, it's based on a, regular, a rigorous religious worship, which leads to the unity of the servant with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In which, by in which the Sufi becomes a walking incarnation of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala in one form or another. Now, this uh, this is debated among the schools of thoughts. For example, in the Shia school of thought, it's a very frowned upon uh, notion that somebody can become a walking incarnation, or they become uh, they become unified with Allah Subhanahu wa Taala in that sense, because Allahu la ilaha illahu al Hayyul Qayyum. Al-Hayyul Qayyum are from the very specific sifat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which we as human beings don't have Al-Hayat Al-Mutlaqa we were given Hayat and Al-Qayyumiyya we don't have that either as well as Qul huwa Allahu ahad Allahu samad lam yalid wa lam yulad wa lam yakul lahu kufuwan ahad that's in direct defiance of, of that of that ayah but nonetheless, it's there, and there's different understandings among among the Sunni school of thought regarding Sufism. And then finally, we have the Wahhabis and Salafis who reject spirituality altogether, and they insist that Islam is very literal and very material, and um, everything should be taken at face value. And even even the the, the Quran, which says that "Wa la tahsabanna ladina qutilu fi sabilillah fi sabilillahi amwatan bal ahyaun." They consider this to be a, a very literal meaning that uh, it, they're in the Jannah or or whatever, but they don't actually have uh, an actual life that extends pia, uh, beyond Al Barzakh and has any effects on our on our lives here. Like for example, Rasulullah they believe that after his death he's as beneficial as a stick. As one of the, the 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 most the more popular scholars, I believe it was um, he was an Egyptian scholar. I forgot his name, but he says uh, this 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 uh, stick which I lean upon is more beneficial than your Muhammad after his death, and that there's a speaking of the of the seal of the messengers Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So it's very materialistic. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Very materialistic. materialistic. Correct. Yeah. So how did we lose spirituality? Okay, uh, that's actually a very good question, and it's one of the mubtalayat or the uh, the things that we're uh, we're burdened with in the West, especially because there are so many potential uh, aspects of our life situations which we can actually um, trip trip up, and that's a very big problem. If a person doesn't know what to look for uh, day to day, and 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 day after day, they will fall into the same problems again. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in the Quran in many ayahs that we see with our hearts and we understand with our hearts, like Surah Al-Araf. Uh, 
He says, وَلَقَدْ دَرَأْنَا جَهَنَّمَا لِجَهَنَّمَا كَثِيرًا مِنَ الْجِنِّ وَالْإِنْسِ لَهُمْ قُلُوبٌ لَا يَفْقَهُونَ بِهَا وَلَهُمْ أَعْيُنٌ لَا يَبْصُرُونَ بِهَا إِلَى آخِرِ الْآيَةِ And uh, the, the really important note here is مِنَ الْجِنِّ وَالْإِنْسِ لَهُمْ قُلُوبٌ لَا يَفْقَهُونَ بِهَا Which means uh, from the jinn and from the people they have hearts which they do not understand with. And in Surah Al-Mutaffifin he says Mm-hmm. And in Surah Al-Hajj he says أَفَلَمْ يَسِيرُوا فِي الْأَرْضِ فَتَكُونَ لَهُمْ قُلُوبٌ يَعْقِلُونَ بِهَا أَوْ آذَانٌ يَسْمَعُونَ بِهَا فَإِنَّهَا لَا تَعْمَلْ أَبْصَارِ وَلَكِنْ تَعْمَلْ قُلُوبِ الَّتِي فِي الصُّدُورِ Which basically says that do they not walk on this earth so that they may have hearts which they can understand with and uh, or ears which they can uh, listen with but it is, it is not it is not the eyes which become blind rather it is the hearts which are in the which are in the chests which become blind and uh, when we when we take the general sum of these ayahs we understand that the, our hearts are the true centers of our sight and our and our understanding and we also understand that we uh, that what we do has an effect on our hearts so we like like he said in the Quran, "Kalla barana ala qulubihim ma kanu yaksibun," which means, "Nay, it has left rust on their hearts what they used to do." Uh, so we establish that there is indeed a relationship between our actions and and their effects on our hearts, and on what we understand with our hearts and what we and what we see with our hearts. And like we said before, tajalliyat and mushahadat. A mushahada is from shuhud, and shuhud is from seeing. So if your heart is covered in rust because of the negative uh, actions that, he, that you've done, you won't be able to see. And uh, a, a tajalli is a reflection. And if your heart's covered in rust, you won't be able to understand that reflection. So it's very clear that when you, that when you do negative things, they have negative effects yeah, on your heart, effect. you will not be able to uh, allow the nur of Allah SWT to enter in your, into your heart. Mm-hmm. And this will in turn cause you to be less spiritual and farther away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And a very direct example of this is the narration from the Prophet Muhammad وسلم, in which he says, مَنْ ازْدَادَ عِلْمًا وَلَمْ يَزْدَدْ هُدَى لَمْ يَزْدَدْ مِنَ اللَّهِ إِلَّا بُعْدًا And in another, in another narration, مَنْ ازْدَادَ عِلْمًا وَلَمْ يَزْدَدْ تَقْوَى مَا ازْدَادَ عَنُ اللَّهِ إِلَّا بُعْدًا Which means that he, he who... Um, who has knowledge, who has his knowledge increased. And as a result of that increased knowledge, does not have his piety and his guidance increased, in reality they have only grown further away from Allah SWT. And Allah SWT mentions on the Day of Judgment that there's nothing more valuable on the Day of Judgment and actually nothing actually has value on the Day of Judgment except those that come to him with a pure heart. And where he says in the Quran, يَوْمَ لَا يَنْفَعُ مَالٌ وَلَا بَنُونَ there's a quick question there. Sure. Um, you hear a lot of uh, youth or teenagers be like, yeah, I have a pure heart, but uh, he's not really following the religion. And I know that's a, what do they call it? A shallow understanding of uh, this verse. Mm-hmm. And 
I just want you to quickly uh, explain what that means, if you don't mind. Sure, of course. Uh, like we mentioned in the previous ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Kalla, barrana ala qulubihim ma kanu yaksibun. So nay, for it, it has left rust on their hearts that which they used to do. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made uh, laws for us uh, as human beings, as as Muslims, uh, in, in where he says in the Quran, وَتِلْكَ حُدُودُ اللَّهِ and that those are mm-hmm. those are the laws or the limits of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If we if we abide by those laws and by those limits and we do what he has recommended, then our hearts will not have rust left on them because we have we have done what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has recommended for us. So that the, the question then the inherent question then is how do we get rust on our hearts? The truth is that we do it by by not doing what Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has ordered us to do. For example, if we have uh, sisters who are who have a pure heart, uh, as their point of view would suggest, and they don't hurt people and they don't backbite and all that stuff, but they're not they're not covering their hair. They don't they don't uh, practice hijab properly. That is one of the things that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has ordered ordered the Muslim women to do, and if they don't do that. That's one of the things that can leave rust on their hearts. And for the men, on the other hand, So if a, if, a, if a brother does not watch his eyes and he looks, for example, at, uh, at a beautiful woman or at uh, or a woman who's, who's possibly married or engaged, these are very mm-hmm. big things in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Even if he doesn't act upon those, those urges, like when he looks, but if he gets the urges, that in itself is something which is muharram. Nazrat ribe. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not accept that. And that leaves rust upon their hearts as well. And it goes further than that. And we'll, I believe in, uh, in uh, a, late, a little bit later in the discussion, uh, well, there's an ayah that talks about the food. The food that we eat. And this is a huge aspect in the West. A person yeah. needs to be yeah. extremely careful with the food that they eat in the West. Because, oh, uh, it's such think, a struggle. Yeah, it's a huge struggle, and it, yeah. and the haram has entered even into the things which we don't expect, such That's as right. such as sugar, such as uh, maybe soya bread. sauce, bread, the things which we use daily, ketchup, mm. everything, everything that if a person is not careful, even sweets, so uh, most pastry uh, shops, uh, they add they add some sort of alcohol into their sweets. These are things we don't we we're not aware of. And whether we know or not, when you drink the cup of poison, whether you knew it's poison or not, the the result, the al to this is that is that you'll be poisoned, as you'll be poisoned. So does being materialistic impact your spirituality? Uh, yes, as a matter of fact, it does. And there's a a, a narration from the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, which is uh, which is a, a very direct answer to that. He says, sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Uh, two things cannot coexist in one heart the, the love of Allah and the love of the dunya and the dunya is obviously as you know is, is material and it doesn't mean the dunya as in, as in earth it means a dunya no. as in, as in the, uh, the material life that we live mm-hmm. so when you have an attachment to materialism or to material things, that means that you don't have attachment to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala according to this hadith. So because it's not possible for hubb dunya and, and hubbullah, uh, the love of dunya and the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be in the same place, in the same heart, it's not possible. 
So in, in, in a direct correlation, when the love of material things increases, the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decreases, and with its spirituality as well. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in the Quran when he speaks of the people who are destined for hell, He says, and you love money in a, in a very strange, strange, strange manner. In a very a powerful way you love money, which is a material thing. And he says in, in Surah Al-Furqan, So he's saying, have you seen those who have taken their own desires as their lords, as their gods. And our desires, obviously, he means by either material things or things related to material things, such as ar-ri'asa, which is uh, a position in the, in the eyes of people. Yeah. Yeah, that's power, also, uh, yeah, power. That's a form of, of material. Uh, of, of material. And also when he speaks of, of Ahlul Jannah, he says, وَأَمَّا مَنْ خَافَ مَقَامَ رَبِّهِ وَنَهَا النَّفْسَ عَنِ الْهَوَى فَإِنَّ الْجَنَّةَ هِيَ الْمَأْوَى so the, the desires that we have, which obviously if we live in a material world are material desires, if we, if we deny our nafs, our souls, our, our beings, uh, it's, it, they're, they're materialistic desires. And when we, when we say materialistic desires, we mean non-halal or in, in, a, in, a, in an exceeding fashion, exceeding like uh, If you deny yourself these things, your, your, your end result will be in Jannah. Now, now would being too busy with life uh, be a reason uh, for being less spiritual? Actually, yes. Uh, being too busy with life uh, has many results. And they're also mentioned in the Quran. And the clearest example of this is, is in Surah Al-Takathur in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says Al-Takathur which uh, in which he hints at the fact that we're too busy with collecting so when we're busy with life we're busy, we're busy collecting money we're busy collecting knowledge we're busy collecting children we're busy collecting uh, for example uh, experience at our workplace all this stuff Al-Hakum Al-Takathur it has kept you kept, uh, it has kept you busy it has turned away your attention and then you find and then you find yourself dead. So being too busy with with life and with material things in life uh, will definitely uh, turn your attention away from spirituality. And uh, and if you don't give spirituality, it's a full time job and it's a full time effort. If you don't give it your one hundred percent, if you slip up, as we will see in, in in a moment, if you slip up, then you will you will find yourself going backwards a lot. And it also says in the Quran. Uh, that if if we're uh, if we're too indulged in a dunya, then the end result will be that we'll we'll go to our graves and not have collected any spirituality or any closeness or and, and in turn any hasanat. And he says in the Quran when he talks about the people who who have it straight in their heads, he says rijalun and rijalun doesn't mean men. It says it actually means uh, uh, like uh, 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 people who have Manly traits and a woman can have manly traits. It's not, it doesn't even ma- mean masculine, it means uh, onerous if you want. And also, and he mentioned in, in a third ayah, 
And you prefer. So life is a priority. Yes, you, 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 prefer, life. you prefer your life. This life. You keep yourself busy with it. So definitely, yes, it is, it is one of the things that causes us to lose spirituality. Um, the worship that we perform with our spirituality, um, what is the value uh, of such worship? Well, um, if we worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in a manner where we show Him obedience, but in our hearts we don't actually feel the obedience, uh, we are written off as al-munafiqeen. Because a munafiq is somebody who, who ظَاهِرُهُ لَا يَعْقُسْ بَاطِنُ أو يَظْهِرْ مَا لَا يَبْطُنُ Meaning, in English, their, what's in their heart is not the same as what they're expressing, what they're showing. Or what they're showing is not the same as what's in their heart. So um, in that case, when we do perform, when we perform ibadat or perform prayers or worships, that we don't feel in our hearts, we're written off as a munafiqeen. And Allah subhanahu wa says in the Quran, إِنَّ الْمُنَافِقِينَ فِي الدَّرَكِ الْأَسْفَلِ مِنَ النَّارِ وَلَا تَجِدْ لَهُمْ نَصِيرًا Except for who? So how do you, let's say for example, you fall into this uh, into this trap, okay? How do you come out of it? He says, إِلَّا الَّذِينَ تَابُوا وَأَصْلَحُوا وَأَعْتَصَمُوا بِاللَّهِ وَأَخْلَصُوا دِينَهُمْ لِلَّهِ فَأُولَائِكَ مَعَ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ وَصَوْفَ يُؤْتِ اللَّهِ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ أَجْرًا عَظِيمًا Should you find yourself in that place and you do these things or even if you're not in that in, in that place where you are a munafiq la samahullah la qadarullah and you would like to, you would like to perform a spiritual act or you do perform a spiritual act the second portion of that of that ay illa alladhina tabu wa aslahu wa a'tasamu billah so you do tawbah and you do islah and you fix yourself and you hold on dearly to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you're sincere in your religion to him Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give you uh, will give you ajran azima and when he says this, he means in, in the dunya and in the akhirah as well. And those who don't do it, obviously, will be in, in the low steps of hell. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمَا تَجْزَوْنَ إِلَّا مَا كُنْتُمْ تَعْمَلُونَ إِلَّا عِبَادُ اللَّهِ الْمُخْلَصِينَ مُخْلَصِينَ أُولَٰئِكَ لَهُمْ رِزْقٌ مَعْلُومٌ So he says, if you are sincere in your religion to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if in your heart you, you have sincerity, you have humility, you have humbleness, you have spirituality, because all of those things are direct reflections of spirituality or direct, direct definitions of spirituality. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give you ajran azeeman for dunya wal akhirah and will also give you rizqan ma'looman for dunya wal akhirah. And of that rizq al-ma'loom is a mushahada or a tajalli. That's, that's one of the special risks that he gives to you specifically. So how do we bring spirituality back in our life? Yeah, spirituality, it, when it's lost, it's, uh, it takes a lot of effort to bring it back because in the hadith uh, with Amir al-Uyayi, Ali ibn Abi Talib, one person asks him, he says to him, I have um, I've spent a lifetime in doing haram things and consuming haram things. How now do I do tawbah? He says, he says and the guy says, Astaghfirullah. He says, Astaghfirullah min istighfarik. I, I seek refuge in, in Allah from the way you're seeking refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The way you should, you should seek refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he, said, he mentioned several things. One of them is, and this is in direct correlation with spirituality, he says every every gram of, of, of shaham, which is fat or muscle, that has been 
that has been grown in your body from haram needs to be taken away. It needs to be dissolved. So what you first have to do is you have to first right your wrongs. And after you right your wrongs, it takes a lot of effort to, to keep up spirituality. And um, and and the closer and uh, the closer one becomes to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the more danger there is on them. According to the to the hadith, Hasanatul Abrav Sayyatul Muqarrabin. Meaning, once you right your wrongs, and this is an example, uh, when you're when you're just starting out in the spiritual path, if you do istighaba, you fa- you fall, you fall off the of the first step of spirituality, and then that's it. You fall and you have to start again. When you get to the tenth step, for example, it's no longer if you if you backbite, if you do istighaba, it's if you think of istighaba. So, so, so the higher you go, the more danger there is. And then when you get to the thirtieth level of 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 taqwa or of of spirituality or of qurub or of a safar in Allah Azza wa Jal. It's not even thinking about doing doing al al istighaba anymore. It's it's allowing yourself to think about thinking it, and it's a, and it gets deeper and deeper and deeper because hasanat al abrar siyat al muqarrabin. Those which are considered good deeds by by normal people are considered sins by those close to Allah subhanahu wa taala. More is expected of them. And in Surah Hud, Allah subhanahu wa taala mentions mentions a course of action. He says, if you want to get back your spirituality, if you want to be a spiritual person, if you want, if you want to do tawbah and turn, turn your sins into into uh, into a, 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 a fuel to project you towards Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, you should do the following: فاستقم كما أمرت ومن تاب معك ولا ومن تاب معك ولا تطغوا إنه بما تعملون بصيرة ولا تركنوا إلى الذين ظلموا فتمسكم النار وما لكم من دون الله من أولياء ثم لا تنصرون وأقم الصلاة طرفي النهار وزلفا من الليل إن الحسنات يذهبن السيئات ذلك ذكر للذاكرين واصبر فإن الله لا يضيع أجر المحسنين So he says فاستقم كما أمرت First of all be straight Second of all do tawbah and do not do not uh, do not oppress and do not also seek help from those who are oppressors. And and also you have to aqim as-salat. You have to pray. And you have to pray tarafay al-nahar. So on time and um, in both, on both ends of the day. So during the day and during the night. At noon and in the middle of the night. And we'll get there in a, bit, in, in a little bit. Inna al-hasanat yudhibna sayyat These things, if you do them, the, the the hasanat that you'll get from these will will delete and dissolve away your sayyat will dissolve away the bad the bad effects that are on your heart and most importantly wasbar yeah, and then he also patience you can't yeah, do any of this anyway exactly you need patience wasta'inu bil sabri so if you and this is very difficult to do except for those who are spiritual. He also mentions uh, a piety in Surah Al-Talaq and how he'll, he'll create a salvation for the pious. He says, So this here is saying that should you be pious, 
Should you be extraordinarily pious, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will create a salvation for you and He'll give you things which you which you did not expect from which from which hence you did not expect from places that you did not expect it and should you rely only on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he will take you upon his he will take you as a burden upon himself and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will definitely get to his uh, uh, will definitely succeed at whatever your attempts and uh, furthermore in there in surah al-kahf we spoke of this a little bit earlier in the conversation uh, one of the one of the the traps that we fall challenges, in, yeah. in the West, yeah, challenges are, are what we eat. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Kahf, when he gives an explanation of what made Ashab Al-Kahf stand out amongst the people of their time and gain contentment of Allah, the contentment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, mm-hmm. بِوَرَقِكُمْ هَذِهِ إِلَى الْمَدِينَةِ فَلْيَنْظُرْ أَيُّهَا أَزْكَى طَعَامٍ فَلْيَأْتِكُمْ بِرِزْكٍ He says, he gives us a clear indication. These people were chosen among the people of their time, which are all kuffar, to be, to be an ayah, to be a, a, an example, and to be a proof for, for all eternity, for one reason. Because they choose, they, they choose very carefully the food that they eat. Very carefully. فَلْيَنْظُرْ أَيُّهَا أَزْكَى طَعَامًا You have zaki and you have azka. So a ta'am that's zaki and azka, what's the difference? Let's say, for example, we go to a butcher who butchers a, a lamb in a halal way. He, he points towards al-qibla. And he, he, uh, he cuts the throat and the four arteries in the throat. Okay, And he says, Bismillah on it. Okay, And he uses a, a knife which is made of hadid. Uh, okay? And he does all those things. That's that's zaki. What's azka? If he goes further than that and he and he offers the lamb some water to drink, and he ties its feet in a certain way, and uh, for example, if he reads a certain du'a, that's azka. And also azka than that, more pious than that, or more clean than that, azka min dalik, is if he, for example, once he's done, he goes over the meat one more time to make sure there's no blood on it, even if that blood is uh, considered tahir. Yeah. He makes sure to get rid of it. So the more the more uh, careful we are with our food, the more close we will we will be to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Because He says very clearly in in the Quran, "Falyandur al-insan ila ta'ami. Look at your food. And Imam Hussein alayhi salam on the tenth of Muharram in the year uh, sixty-one of Al-Hijrah, he gave us a clear indif- in, indication in his sermons of the effects of of. Uh, haram and what happens when haram enters in your, into your stomach Imam Hassan says إِنَّهُمْ قَوْمٌ مُلِئَتْ بُطُونُهُمْ مِنَ الْحَرَامِ and then he goes on to, stay, to say وَاسْتَحْوَذَ عَلَيْهِمُ الشَّيْطَانِ فَأَنْسَاهُمْ ذِكْرَ اللَّهِ الْعَظِيمِ so he says that there are, there are people who, whose stomachs have been filled with haram and mm-hmm. the shaytan as a result of that has been able to uh, to control them, to put them in a trance. Tahwada alayhim shaytan and has made them forget forget the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the result of that was that they killed the Imam of their of their time. So any human being, any any Muslim who who loves the Imam of their time, who loves Imam al Hujjah alayhi salam, they need to be very careful about what they eat because it's not difficult to find yourself on the wrong side of Mu'askar Ashura or Karbala 
if you have haram in your stomach. And and finally, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us a clear plan in the Quran. He says, this is a plan, برنامج, that you can stick to as my servants if you decide you want to be close to me and you want to receive my nur. He says, يَا أَيُّهَا الْمُتْزَمِّلِ قُمِ اللَّيْلَ إِلَّا قَلِيلًا نُصْفَهُ أَوْ أَنْقِسْ مِنْهُ قَلِيلًا أَوْ زَدْ عَلَيْهِ وَرَتِّلِ الْقُرْآنَ تَرْتِيلًا إِنَّا سَنُلْقِ عَلَيْكَ قَوْلًا ثَقِيلًا إِنَّ نَاشِئَةَ اللَّيْلِ هِيَ أَشَدُّ وَطْأًا وَأَقْوَمُ قِيلًا إِنَّ لَكَ فِي النَّهَارِ صُبْحًا طَوِيلًا وَاذْكُرْ اسْمَ رَبِّكَ وَتَبَتَّلْ إِلَيْهِ تَبْتِيلًا Allah at least half of it or a little bit less. Or you can you can increase a little bit than half of it, but don't forget to read Quran. So that relationship with the Quran has to be there. Yes, of course. He says after that, Inna We're gonna burden you with a lot of a lot of responsibility. And then he says, Inna he says, even more than the responsibility that we're going we're we're to put upon you, upon your shoulders, the bigger responsibility is, is for you to pray Salawatul And it's the most important aspect of you being straight. And also remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And, and gradually go closer to Him. Yeah. And he says finally, in Surah Al-Muzammil, he says from Allah has bought from you your your souls and in return he'll give you the Jannah and there are several things that you should do in order for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, for that deal to stand one Al-Ta'ibun you should do Tawbah Al-Habidun you should pray Al-Hamidun you should always say Alhamdulillah Al-Sa'ihun Al-Raki'un Al-Sajidun those who do who, do, who prostrate and do ruku' and and do siyaha in Allah Those who do amr bil ma'ruf and nahi al munkar. And those wal hafidunallah. And those who do not trespass or transgress the limits and the laws of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. SubhanAllah, that verse says it all. It says, Do Amr bil ma'roof and nahi anil munkar. Yes. But don't forget yourself as well. Yes. Yes. Don't, don't break the limits. Yes, exactly. And then finally, and most importantly, if one truly wishes to find Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they have to exert effort. He says, Two things. One, you need to exert effort. You need to you need to try your best. You need to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for help. You need to you need to do jihad and nafs. You have to fight yourself, fight your urges. If you do that, we will teach you our ways. We will give you that mushahada. We will give you that tajalli. We will give it all to you. And if you do ihsan, Allah will be with you. And he also says, if the person does these, he has he has faith, Amanu, and he has piety. We shall we shall give them we shall give them barakat which means that prosperity and uh, blessings. and blessings bounties. and bounties, exactly. From the sky and from the ground. From the ground 
it's obvious things like food and 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 money and stuff but from the sky that is a very special kind of barakah it's a tajalli or a mushahada which is ghayat which is which like he says in dua al ya ghayat amalil arifin you you are are the end result you are the end the the, the greatest prize the most the most uh, precious prize desire basically yeah, the most the greatest desire of anybody who 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 desires to be a spiritual person should you have faith and do taqwa allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give you that barakah from from, from as sama which is a mushahada or a tajalli in which you in your heart can see him you can witness him and that that's the benefit and that's the goal of spirituality well that was great uh, and very informative really appreciate all the effort that you put into this uh, course, episode yeah, definitely. Uh, please don't forget to share like and support this episode and the podcast if you like the content and thank you for listening and have a good day